At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi everyone, Sandman here. A while back I heard a feminist talking about the idea of parthenogenesis, or the concept that a female organism can give birth to its own offspring without the need for a male to fertilize its eggs. And this feminist said that parthenogenesis could explain the immaculate conception of Jesus Christ. She even said that parthenogenesis only creates female offspring, so either Jesus was a woman pretending to be a man, or it was truly a miracle. It's quite clear that she wanted to paint Christianity as a female invention. And at this time, I'm not going to bring up her identity. On this YouTube channel, as well as many other MGTOW channels, people have often spoken about the idea of artificial wombs, gestational surrogacy, and the idea that once we have these types of technologies, traditional mothers will become an endangered species. Or that perhaps natural childbirth will become something that only happens to savage human beings, like the ones found in Aldous Huxley's book, a brave new world. But I haven't run into anyone talking about parthenogenesis in the MGTOW movement. And it makes me wonder what would happen if women could fertilize their own eggs without men. And how would society change as a result of immaculate pregnancies? As far as I'm concerned, there is no way that Jesus could have been a woman. If Jesus was really a woman, then she was the worst woman imaginable. According to the Bible, Jesus flips over the money changer's table in the temple. And many women would basically want a cut of that money to buy some sandals or possibly a new purse. And if Jesus was a female, she probably wouldn't be trying to run the moneylenders out of town, and probably would be trying to work with them instead. Regardless of what you think about this idea, it's quite possible that feminists might start promoting the idea that Jesus was a chick. If the singer Conchita Worse grew out her beard just a little bit longer, she could actually pass for a female version of Jesus. Anyways, after hearing about parthenogenesis, it got me thinking, so I started to do a little bit of research on my own. I started to realize that in many species, including some types of fish, amphibians, reptiles, and the odd bird here and there, that it does happen, and that technically it is possible for human women to fertilize their own eggs. And I'm adding a link to an article in the description below that talks about this. The article is called Evidence of Parthenogenic Origin of Ovarian Teratoma. And the article talks about a condition where there are abnormal pockets of cells growing in a woman's body. And these pockets of cells have many different types of cells inside them, including sperm cells. So if one of these abnormalities grows inside a woman's womb, and then it bursts or ruptures, and she's ovulating, then she could possibly impregnate herself. In 1936, Gregory Goodwin Pincus supposedly introduced the first parthenogenesis on a rabbit. Since then, two scientists in 2004 in Tokyo were able to create a fatherless mouse. Using their technique, they were able to show that the fatherless mice had a longer lifespan. When I heard that parthenogenesis on humans might mean longer lifespans, that started to get me worried. Feminists could basically use this in their arguments and say who wouldn't want a longer lifespan, and thus we would have the new age of genetic manipulation expanding human lifespans through parthenogenesis. But guess what? Some poor schmuck will probably have to get married five or six times in his lifetime, instead of two or three times today. 
In 2007, Dr. Elena Revizova, working in California, led a research team that created human stem cells from unfertilized human eggs using parthenogenesis. So what does this all mean for today's world? The way the world's been going lately, it's probably likely to depopulate over the next 50 to 100 years. First of all, depopulation isn't quite that bad of an idea or thing, because if you think about how much human pollution is being released into the biosphere, as well as resource constraints, you realize you might have a problem. I would prefer that there be less humans on the planet, but that the quality of the humans on the planet begin to rise to a new level, with regards to both health and the ability to create and reason. The only issue with having a society where everyone is educated and wealthy and enjoying their lives is that most of these people won't want to have children. Many are content to just enjoy their lives for themselves. And throughout the Western nations, people have been generally wealthier than at any point in history, but they're opting out of having children, en masse. In coming decades, as the demographic winter shows up, this is basically the point where there will be less young people around to pay for the social programs and health care of old people. Governments will then be in a bind. Governments will then blame men for not getting married and having children. And that will be their main focus and excuse for why the population rate is falling. In Japan, the media there is blaming grass-eating men and saying that they're the ones responsible for the Japanese population decline. But more recently, it has been exposed that dry fish ladies, also known as the counterparts of the grass-eating men, are actually growing faster in terms of a demographic in Japan. Young women are even less interested in sex in Japan, and everyone talks about the herbivore man and rarely mentions the dry fish lady. So what happens in a depopulating world? Well, without the development of the artificial womb, it's quite conceivable that governments could become desperate enough to force genetic engineering, and thus create a situation where parthenogenesis is enforced by law. Just like in the past, men were forced into conscription, and one day women could be forced into spontaneous childbirth for the good of the state. In the past, men were drafted to go onto the battlefield and take lives. What if women are drafted to create life? A lottery of sorts where women are wired for spontaneous pregnancy if the state requires it. Imagine if men went around and started pinning white feathers of cowardice onto women's clothing because they weren't doing their duty and having babies. Where I live here in Canada, the birth rate is about 1.52 children per couple, and that was a few years ago. That's lower than Russia as well as Germany. And the birth rate in Japan is only about 1.3 children per couple. Right now, immigration is growing Canada's population. And while a lot of people don't agree with immigration, I believe that it works so long as the goal is assimilation of immigrants instead of immigration populations becoming multicultural. My parents were immigrants from Eastern Europe, and I've assimilated into Canadian and North American culture. People are critical of immigration, and I have the feeling that multiculturalism is doomed to fail. But like I said, if there's a backlash against immigration and politicians are in a bind, and they have technology at their fingertips, who knows what types of evils they might unleash. To date, there have been no successful experiments done with human parthenogenesis that have led to a woman giving birth without insemination. Humanity has yet to prove the practicality of asexual reproduction in the laboratory, but the odds are extremely high that it'll happen to humans one day. Jesus might have been one of those one-in-a-billion babies, if you perhaps believe the story. But right now, the most advanced species of life on this planet to undergo parthenogenesis is the turkey. Turkeys everywhere are now rejoicing because they can clone themselves before Thanksgiving. There could be thousands of people all over the world born this way, and we would know it happened because a woman was having sex and she was trying to get pregnant, and she spontaneously got pregnant regardless of whether her man was giving it to her or not. 
I wouldn't hold my breath about the coming epidemic of women becoming spontaneously pregnant. Can you just imagine the child custody battles for that particular child? Your Honor, I didn't get her pregnant. She got herself pregnant. And imagine if the paternity tests revealed that the mother was actually the father. You'll have to wait and see it on the next episode of Jerry Springer called Mothers Without Fathers. If women can have children on their own, then when women get baby rabies, they don't need a man. They can just go to the doctor, impregnate themselves, and have a perfect walking, talking copy of themselves. Apparently in nature, females reproduce females. And I'm just worried that feminists or governments don't take this technology and try to use it against men, and use it to promote the superiority and dominance of women over men. Remember, politicians will do anything for a vote. And since women make up the vast majority of voters, they're more likely to do what women want them to do. Parthenogenesis, the artificial womb, and gestational surrogacy are just a few of the game-changing technologies that have the potential to divide men and women in our society. And the government would most likely take the side of women because they buy them the most votes. I think we're at least 20 to 30 years away from the artificial womb becoming a reality. So we still have some time to think about these issues before they become important and in the forefront. But desperate governments with decreasing populations of young people and increasing populations of wrinkly old people wearing Depends will have to do something radical to keep economic growth on track. Otherwise, the whole system could come crashing down because there's too many baby boomers and not enough of everyone else to support them. Well, that's all I've got to say for today. Before I wrap things up, I want to thank everyone out there listening to my videos over the last few days. The views are off the charts. And the Emma Watson video has done extremely well, and I'm definitely going to be doing more videos that deal with mass media and social issues. I also found a great photo site called photopin.com. They have millions of pictures that you can use for your videos, so long as you provide a licensed link to those particular pictures. At least that's what I've been led to believe. If that doesn't work, I'll probably get an account with iStockphoto so that I can use images for my videos. I figure I'd rather spend more time writing and thinking about content than taking pictures. Besides, I think I only have enough graffiti pictures left for my videos for about another month or two. What do you guys think? Do you want to see more pictures, or are you basically fine with stock photos related to the content that I'm talking about? I'm waiting to see if YouTube starts crawling through some of my new videos and tries to disable those videos. I'll keep everyone posted about the situation. I've also had a few people ask me to create a Patreon account so I'll be doing that over the next few days. I've had a hard time finding time to set it up, but now that I'm helping take MGTOW mainstream, I'll probably have to shift my priorities going forward, so I'll be doing more content that connects with current events and happenings out there. Anyways, thanks everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills, so enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.